We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. They're staying in the shadows. It's called probing. Make sure things are all clear. Clear for what? For the rest of the world. You guys hear that? Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Tony Merkel, and I am really glad that you're here. And I'm really glad to be here. You know, this week I had a lot of fun talking and communicating with everybody from the show, the audience. It's been one of those weeks where I had a lot of emails, a lot of Facebook messages, Twitter, Instagram. It's just been a lot of fun. And if you want to reach out to me and share some encounter stories with me, that's great too. I had a few of those come in this week. It's just been one of those weeks where I just really had fun communicating with everybody. If you want to connect with me on Facebook, go ahead and search Tony Merkel. You'll see a guy with a big, long beard. That's me. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, too, at Tony underscore Merkel. That's Tony underscore Merkel. And if you want to email me, go ahead and do that as well. You can contact me at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section, and you can reach me there as well. Anything works for me. It's just a blast for me, and I just really enjoy the communication. And speaking of the communication, I want to communicate with you how great of a week we had on iTunes. I feel like I say that a lot, but it feels like every week we take another step forward in this process. And this week on Wednesday, I woke up and I saw that we were rated number six on iTunes for Natural Sciences, number six on Wednesday morning. And we held that all day long. On Thursday, we were ranked number seven. On Friday, we were ranked number seven and 10. So we kind of dropped a little bit. And today, we're ranked at number 10. So for four days now, we've held the top 10 position. And that's just so huge. It tells me one thing. It tells me you guys are listening to the show. And I really appreciate that. You know, like I said before, I don't make the show grow. You guys do. And I really appreciate you guys coming through like that and sharing some of the time that you have with me to listen to the show I put together. I really appreciate that. Please continue sharing the show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social media outlets. Continue subscribing to the show, rating and reviewing it on iTunes. That kind of stuff helps a ton. So I really appreciate it. Now, this week's show, we're going to be talking with Abe. Abe had an encounter with a witch doctor when he was two years old that kind of set him up for the rest of his life to have paranormal activity. 
Abe has a lot of great stories to share, and I'm really excited to bring him on so you guys can hear it. So without any further delay, let's get to Abe. Okay, tonight we have a great guest tonight lined up. His name is Abe, and I met with him on Facebook a while back, and he shared some phenomenal stories with me a few months ago, and it's just been a long time for us to kind of connect like this, so I'm really glad to have you on, Abe, tonight. Uh, You actually had some encounters when you were a a kid with a a medicine woman, and that kind of like snowballed into the rest of your life where you've had a lot of paranormal experiences. Is that right? Yes, that's that's right. Um, when I was uh, uh, two years old, two years old, my oldest brother, which was four years old at the time, uh, they said he was going to die. Uh, all the doctors said he had only a couple of months to live, and they was trying to seek help for him, but they couldn't get the help from the doctors in the U.S. So they contacted this medicine woman from Mexico, and uh, she said she could help him out spiritually to help them live longer or not to die, but that they had to work a deal. And the deal was that once she helped them out, that I had to go stay with her for six months. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, I was there that day that she helped out my brother. Uh, the problem with my brother is he was hallucinating a lot. And as if he was not all up there mentally, uh, he would see snakes, spiders, and, uh, I remember what she did when she cured him. Uh, she lived in a uh, in a hut, and the the, the floor was made out of uh, dirt. She had a fire in there, and uh, she grabbed a grabbed an egg, and uh, she started doing the sign of the cross on on, on him. And uh, well, he, my brother had a limp on his leg, and his arm was messed up. So she started doing uh, and 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 praying for him spiritually. And she, when she cracked the egg, a little bird came out with a broken wing and a broken leg. But my brother became better. And also the hallucinations that uh, was happening to him stopped. So my brother was better. And I stayed there. I stayed there for, for six months with this medicine woman. Uh, some people tell me, well, how do you remember this? I have a good memory. Uh, I remember being with her as she was doing the works that she would do. She was a natural healer with her hands. Um, as the the fire was lit, as the people will come uh, for help at nighttime, I could actually see uh, the spirits that were be uh, that were afflicting the people. As she was helping them out spiritually, she would look at me and she would ask me in Spanish if I could see anything, and I would see the I call them monthly spirits uh, or demonic spirits or the shadow things. Uh, I would see them when they would leave the person's body, and you could see them. Uh, in the glare of the shadow of the of the fire, where the fire is lit, you can see the the unclean spirits that reflect the people leave the room. You know where she's helping them out spiritually, and then, you know, there's times that I was that I would see her where she would stick her hands in the person's stomach, and she would pull out a barbed wire, or uh, in the person's head, and she pull out a scorpion out of the head. Yeah, but the people became better. You know, she was a a natural. Uh, a spiritual medicine woman. Uh, I remember going to the market with her in Mexico and I was, you know, I was only two years old and I was going around her and I would see all the people run away from her. You know, she was old, an old woman. Supposedly she fought in the war of Pancho Villa. She was that old of a medicine woman. And I could see all the people just moving away from her, like running away from her. Like they didn't want to make contact with her. 
and she wore a a, uh, a patch over her uh, her right eye, and as she wore the patch over the right eye, she walked with a limp because she had a bullet in her hip, and she wore uh, a white long dress, and she had the bullets uh, from back in the day around her. Uh, but the people run away from her, and uh, she looked at me and she said, uh, "I remember this." She said, "How come everybody's afraid of you? Uh, afraid of me, but you're not." And I said, "I love you, you know." Uh, and then she looked at me. She picked up her patch off her eye, and I could see the hole. And she said, "Are you afraid of me now?" And I said, "No, I love you." <laughs> That's what I told her. Uh, and it's like I believe at that point in time, you know. Uh, I got used to being around her that, you know, she would make me corn tortillas with the refried beans. And, and I would see all this, this wondrous, miraculous work she would do as a medicine woman. Uh, all the people that would come seeking for help, you know, some were being spiritually attacked. And she would say the names of the people that would cause the harm or she would predict a prediction of something that's going to happen. Or be careful. And she will give the people a certain time, a certain day. She was that accurate of a person. And then I remember the day. Uh, when my mother came, I was, uh, they had no restroom. They had the outdoor restrooms and I was in the restroom, you know, and I had already forgotten about my mother because I've been there for so long. And I remember seeing her and, and I heard my name and I turned and it was certain she started crying. And it's like, I couldn't recognize her at first. And then she came to me, it's me, it's me, your, your mom, you know, and I'm looking at her and uh, I go to the medicine woman to hug her because I had been with her. She'd been taking care of me. But then that's the day that she came and picked me up and, and brought me back to the States. But I believe because of me being around uh, the medicine woman, I've learned a lot of things spiritually, you know, in which because of that, uh, I've faced uh, many things, many spiritual challenges, you know, in, in many ways, whether it be people uh, they come at me spiritually, you know, which it's about the balance or there's unclean spirits, shadow spirits, or demonic spirits. You know, I've seen it. It's, it's happened all throughout my life. It doesn't matter where I'm at in life, but it's something that, that happens at a daily basis. You know, and, and that's why yeah. I created Positive Spiritualists to be able to help people that are being afflicted in this manner. Uh, and But what I use uh, what I use is heavenly love. You know, I'm a love in my heart. I figure if I'm a love in my heart and just keep positive and not... Uh, no matter what the situation is, it could be somebody fighting, some anger or hatred. I don't allow the negativity into my heart. Then that's my protection, my foundation, you know. So that's how I work spiritually. But I'm attending love in my heart, and I'll be able to analyze the, uh, the scenario. And I guess I learned from this medicine woman. I, I analyze, analyze the scenario, whatever's happening. I don't focus on the people, what they're doing. I focus what I see spiritually. And that's how I help out people spiritually. Gotcha. I can can I ask you a question? Um, the medicine woman now she, I, was she in Mexico? Yes. So when she was in she was in Reynosa, Mexico. Okay. And so your mom lived in the states. Yes. So did your mom know about this medicine woman that was in Mexico, and that's why she took? I believe you said your brother there. Yes, the the ones that knew about it was my dad's side of the family. They knew about her, and they took they they took us over there. But that was a deal that I had to stay there for six months with her because we had no, uh, my parents didn't have no money to pay her. So, you know, that's what happened. You know, I remember staying there for that long. You know, wow. I, had, I didn't know where all my where my brother. It's always just me and my brother. 
I didn't know. I don't. Rem- I didn't remember where everybody went to, but I remember living there. Yeah. For about six months. Yeah. You said that she had a bullet in her leg, right? Yes, in her, on why, her hip. Why? I mean, and you may not even know this because you were two years old, but why wouldn't she even help herself with that? You know, like she's helping all these other people. Why would she not take that out of her hip? Uh, I do not know. Uh, all I know is that uh, I remember how she looked. She was uh, she had this glow to her. She was very light complected. I believe uh, what what she would do. Uh, she was a, a medicine woman, but she worked with white magic. I believe you know. Uh, all I remember is she healed a lot of people, and I could see the negativity to leave them. Uh, but the thing with the hip and stuff, I think it might have been a bullet that might have gone through there, and she had an injury there, but. She, it didn't bother her. She would still do the works that she would do. It wouldn't stop her from helping out the people spiritually. I got uh, She was that good that she could tell them exactly who caused their illness or what. Uh, she would tell the people uh, where it was coming from, whether she gave somebody a name of somebody that, that was uh, at that time that I remember of everything that I've seen. There was a lot of a lot of spiritual warfare happening, you know, a lot of good against evil, you know, people causing uh, harm to people spiritually. Uh, that's what I witnessed. You know, there were some people that loved that they were afraid of her because of the work she would do. You know, if you see somebody that's dying and she goes and puts her hands on them and they survive and they live and people are like, well, we're, you know, they get scared because they don't know how that could happen, you know, but spiritually right. all is possible. You know, if I believe that she had the ability to heal people that had cancer uh, or any, any kind of ailment, doesn't matter, you know, most of these elements of what I of what I see now is caused, you know, uh, spiritually, you know, through attachments, like negative attachments, in which if you get rid of it, you know, and the way you get rid of it is you have to forgive, you know, forgive or forgive and, 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 and cut the negative attachment away so it won't be no affliction upon you anymore and you move on forward in a positive way. Okay, gotcha. So that's that's man, that's really intriguing that you uh, pretty intense, brother. Pretty yeah, intense, absolutely. You know? I mean, yes. I can't imagine what it felt like for your mom to have to leave you behind for six months, not knowing what was actually going to happen. I mean, she probably even had her doubts as if she'd ever see you again. I mean, really, and she had to be really scared about that. So, I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. It was uh, it was just like uh, you no, know, I remember everything play by play. You know, as I guess. You know, I guess it goes down with the learning. You know, you see people reading, singing the ABCs to the children when they're small, the one to threes. By the time they're two, they're reading a book. You know, I believe it has to do with that is with the, the wisdom and knowledge that you teach your children. So what I was being taught was something greater than the ABCs and the one to threes. <laughs> it was spiritual. Now, I was actually seeing um, people with uh, wisdom and knowledge doing the works, which was her, you know, the spiritual works that she was doing. Helping out people the, through afflictions, you know, I got to witness that, and I learned from that. Yeah, I mean, at a young age, you learned from it, and it clearly affected you for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, it's never, it was never the same, brother. No, imagine it. Imagine going to somebody and shaking their hand. As you shake their hand, you know either if they're good people or if they're bad people. Uh, you know, just by the shaking of a hand, you know if they're being afflicted by something or they're going through something because you see an image or a picture. Uh, or imagine being in the neighborhood playing around and you see these things that are uh, attacking people spiritually and you can see 
uh, it go through them and it's looking through you, through them, you know, uh, spiritually. And all you do is a sign of the cross for protection because, but you know, this as, as I'm growing as a child, you know, I'm learning all these things or you're at your house and all of a sudden you see something going around your house, running around in a circle and you see a dark shadow, you know, small dark shadow going around the circle and then it stops at your window and you see a, a child picking in through your window screen and then it goes around again real fast around your house and then it stops in front of your door through the door screen and, and you can see a, a child that's looking at you like they want you to go outside and play with them, you know, but then it, uh, it, it, it loses a form and it turns into a shadow again. Uh, those just some of the, the things that would happen to me when I was growing up. Uh, since we're talking about that, I'm going to give you an, an, an incident of what happened when I was like four years old. Uh, okay. I was four years old and uh, it had been raining. It had flooded and we had a chicken coop. Uh, there was a chicken, bo- a chicken coop and I was with my grandfather. Uh, we could hear the chickens clicking and he's saying that there was a possum in there. So he grabbed a stick. He was already old. He was like 80 something. He went into the chicken coop and as he went into the chicken coop, I could hear him screaming. He was yelling, you know, screaming in pain. So I grabbed another stick. I was four years old. And I thought I'm going to, and in my mind, you know, my kid, I'm, I'm going to go scare the possum away because I thought the possum was attacking him. So this chicken coop was like a, like a little cabin. So I walk into the doorway of the chicken coop and what I see spiritually, I see my grandfather elevated off the air. His feet are like three feet or four feet off the air. He's, he's picked up in the air and I see a dark, dark shadow uh, with red eyes and he's got him elevated in the air and scratches are just forming on his body. And as soon as I make contact with this shadow and the shadow looked at me, it took off towards me, but it went out a window. It broke a window. It, it turned into a, uh, uh, it's, it's a, into the form of smoke or yeah, smoke or shadow. And it went, broke the window in front of me. It didn't go to the doorway. It avoided me. You know, I believe is, you know, as, as you must love in your heart, those, those things know that they can't come to you because it's not welcome there because you have love in your heart. You work through the love. So it went uh, past me and it went throughout the window and my grandfather failed. When he came outside, they asked him what happened. And I was telling him what I seen, and they said, and he said that no, nothing like that happened. But you could tell that he was lying, and he had all kinds of scratches all over his body, you know. Uh, well, so with that, I mean, you you saw, and you just, I think you described it as kind of like a shadow, right? Like a shadow figure with red eye, red eyes. So, yes. what it when it took off, it actually broke the window. It it took off, and it 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 was it was it was huge. It took off and it came flying. Right. And went out the window and it left. It it broke the window. It left a a hole where it went through, where it went through. It actually made physical contact and broke the window. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. I mean, if you think about it, it it broke the window. So it broke the window. Then when I'm telling you that he was elevated in the air, well, he had the capability to make contact with whether it was something materialistic or the flesh. Which that's why the reason my grandfather was elevated in the air, because he had picked them up in the air. He had that kind of energy or power, you know. And at first, you know, you know, I think about all these things, you know, and I start thinking about one creature or that comes from the beginning of time. And I think about the Nephilim, you know, the Nephilim uh, within the Bible, the Nephilim 
know how to do when uh, the Lucifer Cain attempted uh, Adam and Eve, and as he tempted Adam and Eve, some of the angels that was either with him were sleeping with women, in which they had children with women, and that's one of the reasons that God flooded the earth, you know, right. and and the Nephilim survived because the the reason the Nephilim survived through the flood is because uh, Sarah, the one that was with Noah, she had a Nephilim within her. She was pregnant. Uh, Noah didn't kill 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 the baby. He was supposed to, but he didn't. And that's how the Nephilim survived. And I believe that's why we have all these cryptids and all these shadow beings. And there's some smoke beings that the there's some that take the form of uh, of air. There's some that take the form of smoke. Uh, there's a time that take the form of vapor, you know, we got all this thing, but it's, it's dealing with the Nephilim that continue to survive in which they have those abilities because of the angels. Angels have spiritual power, right? But as they cast God, God cast it down. Uh, and that's uh, what my conclusion of a lot of things that are happening right now is because of that is it's like a generational curse, you could say, you know, and it affects all of us, every single one of us. Uh, and that's why I always tell everybody. Always maintain love in your heart because that's the key. Because you, you're not going to be able to find something that knows about negativity through negativity. All it's going to do is it's going to attack you, you know. Uh, so it's very important. And I imagine this, uh, that it could actually take form. You know, they said the angels have come through earth in form of people. Well, this these beings, they can do the same thing. They're here amongst us. They right. can take form of people. And they can affect us. Uh, it's just so many, so many things, you know, in this manner, you know, that's that I've witnessed things like this throughout my life that it, it sent me on a journey to try to help out as many people as possible. Yeah. You know, when you talk about the Nephilim and all that stuff, I, I do agree with you that, you know, people are seeing the, all these cryptids and I think there's a tie there with the Nephilim, uh, in some way. And I just find that interesting that you draw that same connection. Now, when you, when you were a kid, you saw your grandfather go through that, uh, before we move on to some of the other things you wanted to talk about, let me ask you, did you ever have the opportunity to talk to your grandfather about what happened that day? Or would he just never talk about it? He, he was never, he would never talk about it anymore. He was already too old. Uh, he started getting uh, spiritually attacked uh, by this unseen spirit that attacked him, that, uh, that he went, uh, he went berserko and he tried to take out my grandma, tried to kill people, you know, so they arrested him, they arrested him and they uh, sent him to, to get help because they, they thought there was something wrong with him in his mind, you know. But I already know what was causing it. It was uh, this unseen force that comes in a spirit form that it was was his affliction. Um, if I knew the knowledge that I know now, I would have been able to help him. All I had to do is pray for him and rebuke it and send it away from him. But at that time, I was still young. You know, the only thing I could see was what was going on. And But as I grew, I learned. But yes, he was afflicted. Matter of fact... Since we're talking about my grandfather, I was in the army, uh, and I had gotten an incident. You know, I was in an accident in the military, and I hit my head. So they had said that I had a form of epilepsy because of the blow to the head. So they sent me to to the medics, and I wasn't with the medics. And they said that the, the chaplain of Fort Hood 
was going to come talk to me, right? So I'm there waiting for the chaplain. Of what I was, my rank was a sergeant in the military. So I'm right there waiting for him. So I see this this man and said, "Where's the the, the guy that that that's got the hit to the head? That got the epilepsy?" And he came to me, and he's looking at me. And he's smiling, right? And he says, uh, "So, do you believe in do you believe in God?" That's what he told me. I said, "Yes, sir." You know, shopping is a form of a priest. I said, "Yes, sir, I believe in God." And then uh, he asked me, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He looked at me and he said, do you believe in demonic possession? I said, well, I think things like that do happen. And then he said, how about your grandfather? Was your front? He said, was your grandfather wow. ever, ever possessed or demonically attacked? And he started laughing, right? So I'm looking at the chaplain and, uh, and then he said, let's pray. So he grabbed me from the hands and I grabbed him from the hands and he started chanting something. He's no English, no Spanish. I don't know what language he was talking. So the only thing I could do is say the Our Father. So I, I was saying the Our Father. He let go of my hands and he walks out of the tent. So I sit down on my cot. As I sit down on my cot, like a minute later, he comes another guy with a rank on his head. And he was a chaplet of Four Hood. I said, where's the guy that, uh, that got the, the hit to the head and the epilepsy? Uh, so I'm over here, sir. Uh, the chaplain of Fort Hood already came to visit me. He said, there's no way I'm the chaplain of Fort Hood. Wow, man. So you were, some something visited you right there. If whatever came to me was, what was, uh, 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 I believe it was a being that came to visit me to make fun of me. And he brought up my grandfather. And that's why I, I connected the dots to know that it was something that took form in that manner to come and mess with me spiritually. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing that the thing is that they asked you, do you believe in demonic possession? So, I mean, to me, that sounds like somebody who is possessed by a demon and that demon came to visit you through that person's body. Is that what it sounds like to you? Yes. Uh, or it's, it's letting me know that he knew about my grandfather in which my grandfather had already been, deceased for many years you know he died in the 70s and i'm talking about this happened in the 90s uh actually like in 1998 so that's a lot of years in between wow that's incredible so basically it was kind of like mocking me or make or making fun of me letting me know that the that it that it was there to to mess with me you know spiritually you know in the military you just support the job but i noticed it right off the bat so I did the sign of the cross, you know, and I said the Our Father. That's why he left. He couldn't stand the Our Father. That's why he let go and it took off. You know, I call upon when I said the Our Father, I'm calling upon a higher power to work, and that's why he took off. Yeah, that's wow. That's incredible, man. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the other things that had happened in um, later on in life, I guess, with the uh, the shadow figures. Yes. Uh, the shadow figures, uh, there was an incident that happened uh, where I live. You no, know, there's many other things happened. Let's talk about the shadow figures. Uh, I was uh, I moved to this mobile home park called Elms Grove Estates in Colleen, Texas. You know, I bought, the, I bought the home and I had been doing good there. Uh, I'm a single father uh, and I was at the park with my friend and my son was playing with her, with her daughter. So as they were playing... Uh, we went into the into the the wood. The creek was probably like five feet away five, five feet away from the from that wood line. I wanted to show the creek, you know how 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 pretty it looked. 
So she was sharing the creek, and as we came out of the the woods, uh, my son and her daughter were like in a trance-like state, and they were near their wood line, uh, further up, uh, like far away from us, and they were going into the woods. And we told them, "What? Well, what are y'all doing? Come back over here!" And they were saying that there was this dark man or or black man calling them into the woods. That they were and they were going to them, but they were like in a trance-like state. So. Well, we did. I figured that there was somebody trying to lure him into the woods. So I got, I went in there, uh, looked through the woods, searching for a black man, you know. But as we I searched everywhere, there was even a bridge uh, further up, uh, but there was nobody there. So I came out of the wall line and we left the park. I told her uh, that I wanted to go back the following day with a camcorder just in case we got the, the person so we could take the video and show some kind of ID to the police that uh, this person tried to lure kids into the woods because we thought it was a, like a pedophile or something like that. Yeah. So we went the following day and we didn't even walk in five feet into the, into the path. And she said she seen something and she got scared and took off out of there. Um, as we reviewed the, the video, uh, you could see where something is stands up and it's looking at us through, through the trees and it's in the form of a dark shadow, but it's, it's made out of Mother Nature itself, and it's looking at us. It's got a, like a golden amulet around its neck, and it's looking at us in the tape, and it just goes straight back into the ground, it, like straight into the ground. Uh, wow. That's when I was one of my first encounters of this shadow people, you know, that that I know they existed. Uh, as 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 time went by, you know, before all this, you know, I was I'm a, I was a spiritualist in which I would go to the wood line. Uh, to stay spiritually grounded and, you know, train my senses spiritually. And I would do a little bit of, uh, you know, to keep my inst- my uh, physical instinct, my instincts uh, sharp. Uh, I would do some training also, like I used to do in the military. So when I would go there, I would just sense the energies around me. Uh, and, you know, I would do that for the longest time. The I remember one day I was training there and I was training in the wood line and I heard an accident happened on the freeway. So I wanted to go see the accident. Well, what happened? So as I'm walking out of the wall line, this is at nighttime, it's dark. Uh, I start walking out of the wall line. As I'm walking out of the wall line into the light, the darkness comes into the darkness. I see I, I brushed against something that was huge, a dark mass of dark energy. And it rubbed up against me as I walked out. I started feeling kind of weird, you know, uh, and I was walking and I was feeling weird. So I walked back home and I'm feeling very weird and, and something's telling me that I brushed against some kind of negativity. Right. So instead of going home to where my son is, uh, I went to the park and I sat there and, and I did the sign of the cross. I just started praying and praying and praying. And as I prayed, I felt better. But I believe that I ran into what I believe is one of these dark entities or dark shadows figures that lived in that area. You know, I guess you could say they're kind of like territorial, you know, it could be uh, on the area where I live. What I found out, uh, there was a lot of Indians at one time, you know, uh, in, in that area. And I believe it could be a, maybe like a curse in that manner that maybe a, a spill bud or something tragic happened in which the negativity has some kind of hold in that area, you know, uh, like a, a native curse of some sort. Yeah, uh, I'm just giving you examples of what I've witnessed uh, in that area. There was one day 
because I couldn't sleep at night, so I would go walking in, in the empty quad. You know, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't afraid of the dark or nothing like that because, like I said, I was prior military and I would do a lot of training at nighttime. So I'll do a lot of walking between the hours of 1.30 to 3.30 in the morning. And there was this big quad, you know, it was empty and there was trees everywhere. And I, I walked this quad. Uh, as I was going to go walking one day, I seen this man and he was kind of hunched over and he looked and he was, it was a, it wasn't even cold. It was a hot day, a uh, hot evening. And he was hunched over and he had looked like, like a jacket of some sort on his back as, as I was walking behind him, then I seen like a form of a, like of a coat or a skin of an animal, like of a coyote or something, you know, and he's walking hunchback like this. So I start following him and he goes around this, this mobile home. So I, as I go around the mobile home, He's not there no more, but what's there is a fox. So I start walking behind this fox and I'm start following the fox. And the, the fox takes the path that I travel to walk to do my exercise. And the fox goes behind a bush, right? As he goes behind the behind the bush, uh, a dog starts running from behind the bush. As the dog goes behind this other bush, a bird flies away. So I believe uh, what I witnessed was a possible skinwalker, what you call him, a skinwalker or a shapeshifter. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I think that a lot of things that are happening in that area of world, it has to do in in some way in the, uh, with that, that they could take form. I'll tell you, they could, uh, they could mimic, they could mimic, they could take forms of people that you know, and they could mimic their voices also. Uh, there was one day I was sitting down at the park and I was just training my senses and my friend had moved to Pennsylvania. She had been gone for about three months. Next thing you know, uh, as I'm sitting in, on, on a park bench, I hear her name. I hear her, her voice calling my name from the creek. And I'm, there's a, I'm like, there's no way that could be her, you know? And I say her name and she says my name again. So as I start walking towards over there, it changes from her, it being her to being her daughters. And he starts mimicking the voice of each of her daughters. She had uh, three daughters and I could hear each of their voice, you know? So the, what, what I did as a uh, spiritualist, you know, I did the sign of the cross and I just to protect myself, you know, it's like, what's going on here? You know, this, this just, that was just the beginning of what was to come spiritually uh, in that area. Uh, it's uh, what started happening after that. You know, like I was, I was already going through something spiritually myself. You know, I was uh, they had uh, I was sick. Uh, at, at one time, I thought, you know, when they talk about PTSD and all this stuff, and I said, well, I'm not taking no medicine for PTSD. Maybe it's my imagination, right? So what I started doing is carrying out a little, carrying a voice recorder with me or my phone and recording this incident or taking pictures of every time I heard something, some kind of movement near me or heard a voice. So I started taking pictures, and that's why I created Positive Spiritualist because I wanted to see what was happening to me was 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 happening to me or not, you know. But I know, you know, that what was happening to me was the real thing. It's kind of like imagine you're walking, and as you're walking, you can hear somebody running behind you. Next thing, next thing you know, you get shoved, and you go fly fly five feet, and you're tumbling on the ground because something shoves you. And when you get up to look around, there's nobody there. Yeah, uh, I started getting spiritually attacked in that manner, and I want to know why it was happening to me. You know, it's like every time I go to the store or wherever I went to, I was I was hearing these footsteps, and I would get, either get hit 
or pushed to the ground. Uh, there was one time I was cutting uh, through the bow line and I heard footsteps behind me and I get shot off the cliff. It shoved me off the cliff that I grabbed. Luckily, I had my bags. I had I was coming from a grocery store now and, and I grabbed the branch and, and the branch bent all the way down into the creek. Or if that wouldn't happen, I would have hurt myself really, really bad. Wow. So, you know, as, as these things were happening to me, you know, I went into prayer and I asked God, why are these things happening to me? Uh, then one day it showed itself to me, you know, I was in my room and uh, he said, either you take your life. And it was like three of them. Uh, they showed me pictures of where they come from, you know, the torture they, 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 uh, they do to people. They told me that if I didn't take my life, that it was going to, they were the, they're going to attack my son. And I told him that my son was protected, you know, through the Heavenly Father. And I told him, as a matter of fact, I cut any any negative ties with you. And I rebuke you in God's name. And I started saying to your father. And ever since that day, all the, put, all the things that were happening to me where I was falling to the ground and everything stopped, you know. And I started no, noticing a change, you know. Uh, I uh, forgave people of my past. And I started seeing a positive change, you know, which gets me to the point of now who I am now that I know that the key, you know, if you have any kind of negativity in your life, you remember a negative moment to forgive those people from your past and move on forward in a positive way through love in which that changed. Uh, a lot of things changed for me in a positive way. And I started getting blessed spiritually, in which that's what I do now is, is help out people spiritually. Uh, but many things happened in between uh, that the time frame. Uh, I'll give you another one. Um, my, my, my nephew was staying with me. His son was it was newborn, uh, and he was he was sleeping in the in the living room. I was trying to help him out, you know, get on their feet. And I was in my room and I heard the baby crying. So I heard the baby crying. I figured that he needed a diaper change, right? And uh, and he just kept on crying and crying. As I opened the door to my bedroom and went into the living room. I seen somebody over him, you know, over the uh, my son's son, which would be, I guess, my nephew also. Uh, and I thought he was my nephew. Uh, and when it look, I looked, it looked at me. It took off, you know, through the front door. The door was open. It took off, and I and I yelled, "Hey, I think somebody was trying to take the baby," you know. And I took off running, and I followed it through the street, and it took off into the into the wood into the wood line, you know. Uh, but it was like in the form of a person, but it was a shadow. Um, and I've had many other uh, scenarios with this shadow things. One of them was nearby my door one day. And I opened the door and I seen it going around the corner. And it went out the sliding door. So, And I, tried, and I chased it into the park. As I was chasing it into the park, it was going from tree to tree. It was gliding in, uh, off the ground, like probably like, uh, I would say like two, three feet off the ground. But it started going through the trees, and as it was going through the trees, uh, it was laughing. You know, you could actually hear it laughing. Now, I wish I would have had the technology to be able to cast this, you know, but I didn't have the technology to be able to record this incidents when they happened. But I know that there's uh, shadow people for shadow, uh, shadows. I, I call them shadow peoples because they're, they're like, sure, it doesn't, they come out during the day and at night time. It doesn't matter to them, you know, especially if it's their territory. They come out, uh, but what they do, they like to drain people's energy. You know, they like to, if there's somebody like uh, arguing or something and they see that opening, they go and they'll drain the people's energy because that's what they feed on. 
it, it feeds off negativity. Uh, but that that's what I've witnessed in that area where I live. Yeah. Uh, well, the shadow people. Can I ask you a question? And you probably don't, you may not even have an answer for this, but I, I'm just curious. You said it went out the sliding door. Uh, why, why does it need to use, like, have you seen them go through walls at all? Or have you only ever seen them go through oh, like yes. doors and stuff? I've I've seen it go through through trees. You know, I've seen it going through walls, but I, I believe that it that it can transform. It can shape shift into into flesh because it could grab grab the sliding door and move the door. You know, just like it had to open the front door, so it had to have some kind of capability to turn into some kind of shape. You know that it could make contact. That matter. So these see. So these are the skinwalkers that you're talking about. Yes. Wow. That's what I believe it was. Wow, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So after that happens, what what is your reaction? Like, what, how do you even go to bed? You know. Well, the what I would do whenever that would happen. Uh, what I would do is I would bless. My, my surrounding, my area, I, for example, I will grab salt, put salt around my house, or I will get olive oil or holy water, and I will put signs of the cross in the, in the doors and the windows and to protect my house. And what I would do also, the following day, I would go to where the, they went, into their area, and I will go there spiritually, I will protect myself, and I will tell them not, I would tell them not to come to my house, you know, they're not welcome there, you know, I would go to their area, and as I was talking to them in their area, they would make noises, whether it be a cough, a laugh, or a growl. You could hear this kind of activity, or you could hear movement like they're running towards you, and they will stop a couple of feet away from you. Uh, and you can see all you can hear and sense, the, you can feel the the movements, you know, around. But I would I would keep on praying, and you know, and I would just tell it to leave my house alone. At times, uh, at nighttime, I would hear rocks getting thrown to my house, or I would hear uh, scratching on the walls. There was one day that I was walking, you know, I heard about all these Bigfoot things, you know, how, well, I'm going to share the story with you. I I was walking the same quad that I walked at nighttime, and as I was walking, well, first I walked through the park, because you can walk through the park, and I was walking through the park, somebody's throwing rocks at me. You can hear the rocks, boom. And I'm looking around to see who's throwing the rocks at me. So I'm walking. Then I see this truck moving by itself, but there's nobody there. So at that time, you know, uh, I feel that something's happening spiritually. So I walk out of the park and go into the quad. So as I'm walking through the quad and, you know, I'm getting spiritually ready because I I, I feel that there's something that's that's following me or it's going to show itself to me. So as I'm walking, um, I walk all the way to near this airport and I stop there and I turn back to go to, to walk the same path as I turn around to walk the same path in the middle of the road. There was a, a formation of rocks, like 20 rocks and which there was no way that somebody could place 20 rocks that fast because of where I was at to where the rocks were, I would have able been able to hear it, hear them doing it or see somebody doing it, you know, because my, my, my instincts were, you know, a king. Yeah. But they did it that fast, you know, in which I believe it was spiritual. So I walked through this rock formation. It's in a circle. And I just I do the sign of the cross and I just walk back to my house. You know, there's just some incidents that I'm telling you that will happen in that area. 
there was another time where they would be making uh, noises like with the rocks. They'd be hitting the rocks, throwing the rocks, or you could hear drums, a drum beat, boom, boom, drum beats. Uh, at times you could hear somebody laughing out of the wall line. You could hear noises in that manner from the wall line uh, or movement, shadow movement of these shadow figures uh, that are moving within the park, that they're actually running, uh, they're running or hiding, and you can see the movement within the park from a distance. Uh, a lot of activity there, brother. The- let me ask you, from what I understand, and now I'm not an expert on skinwalkers and things like that, uh, but what I read was that skinwalkers so supposedly are demons that kill people and then wear their skin until the skin starts to rot and then they find a new house to live in, pretty much find another body. And it's not just people, though. They'll, they'll kill animals and do the same thing. Animals. Now, do you think these are skinwalkers or do you think they're shapeshifters like you said earlier? Or do you think it's both? Or are they the same thing? I've seen, I've seen the skinwalker, but I've also seen a shapeshifter. Uh, I've seen a shapeshifter in the form of a woman. Um, I've seen a, uh, from the while I live at my friend's house, I've seen somebody going towards a vehicle, his vehicle. And I, and I fear somebody was trying to rob his vehicle because his vehicle was close to the park. So I, I went, me and Manifer went to, to check it out, you know, to see if there was anybody there because his vehicle was right there, but there was nobody by the vehicle. And we're looking around to see if there's nobody, anybody there. And this is nighttime. So we start going around uh, his mobile home. And as we're going into the mobile home, the darkness around the corner, a woman comes out out of the darkness. And this woman is wearing a deer skin shirt, like a deer, right? So she's, she's looking at us. She's very pretty and she's got this smile on her face and she said, can you give me a ride? And I said, ma'am, I don't even have a vehicle. Right. And it's like, do you, and, I, and I asked, do you know brother Dave? And she's like, looked at my nephew and she said, can you give me a ride? And she's very beautiful, beautiful woman. So can you give me a ride? And my nephew said, no, I don't have a vehicle. So she starts walking, right? As she's walking on the street, this, this one we see. Her leg, her left leg is twitching, 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 like it's changing form and it's, it's trying to hide its true identity. And I believe she had whatever that was that was seen, shape-shifted into the form of a woman. Because what we seen from a distance didn't look like no woman. We seen a dark shadow that went behind his, behind, by his vehicle because it's kind of lighted where he lives. There's a, there's a light. So we just seen this dark, huge mass uh, uh, go behind the vehicle. Uh, and we followed this this woman up the street. By the time we we ran to see where she went to, she was moving fast, like just moving fast, and we never seen her again. I believe wow. she was, uh, like you say, like a shapeshifter of sort. Wow, that's that's incredible. No, I mean, ask me for a ride, and I say no. no I've heard uh, so I did a little bit of of, uh, of of digging up of the work, you know, of that, you know. Uh, in Spanish, there's a legend of the Llorona, which is, is a woman that killed her children because uh, the, the, the the husband was being unfaithful or the guy she wanted to get married to, the didn't want to get married to her, but she had already killed him. So she got cursed to live the earth, you know, but I believe it's dealing with the same legend, but it's, it's named, uh, different names in different countries. Uh, and uh, Indians, uh, she's called the deer woman. <laughs> 
in, in which in the the legend of the deer woman if if she just if this distracts you but if you don't look down to the feet then if she lures you she takes you because the feet is where the beast you can see the beastly feet uh and she didn't want to show us her feet that's why her feet kept on moving but wow. we uh, uh that's the legend of the deer woman wow that's i don't even know what to say that that's incredible that's absolutely incredible wow so i guess you mentioned to me before about how you felt that there was deaths in your neighborhood that were linked together could you go into that yes well i'm going to tell you the story that happened before all this you know and the things that i told you were happening before all this you know uh so i'm going to go to there was one day my air conditioning from my from mobile home gave out. Uh, opened up the windows because it was hot. Uh, it wasn't hot outside; it was fresh outside, but it was hot inside the the mobile home. I opened the windows and I was laying down, and I heard a woman a woman yelling for help. Right, so uh, I go outside and I'm looking because I'm thinking it's my neighbors. Something's happening with my neighbors, but nothing's happening with my neighbors. So I start hearing the woman yelling for help coming from the park where I live. So as I uh, I went back inside the house, put on put on my, my pants, and I grabbed the bat, you know. I said, well, if she needs help, I'm going to help her. You know, so I grabbed the bat, and I'm walking towards the park, and I'm following the, the, the cry for help. So I go to the park, and the cry of help, I could hear coming in from the wood line, right? So this is at 3 in the morning, right, 3 in the morning. So I'm thinking that this woman that's crying for help, somebody's trying to do something to her inside the wood line. Sure. So uh, I said, I'm not going to take a flashlight. Didn't take no flashlight because I want to sneak up on the people that are causing the harm. So I follow the path into the wall line and um, the voice is getting closer and closer. Right. So I go around the bend and I walk in between this path that's there and I'm hearing the voice very close and I'm fixing to swing the bat. You know, I, I, I got it you know, ready to do a grand slam with it, you know. So as I'm fixing to, to swing, you know, and I'm yelling this crap for help and I'm getting close to it. It stopped. The cry for hell just stopped right there where I was at while fixing the swing. So I'm looking to see if maybe somebody's dragging her or something, the nature, because I was right there by it, right? So I'm looking, and I'm in the middle of the woods, dark, but there's no woman no more. And the cry for hell stopped. So at that time, I felt something wasn't right, you know? So I tur turned around. As I, as I turned around, and I looked down the path that I traveled, of what I've seen, I'll never forget. What I've seen, three to the left, three to the right, I've seen their eyes. There's six of them glowing. They were white. They were tall. Uh, I could see their silhouettes, the big silhouettes, and it looked like a beast, uh, like a, a beast, like a werewolf of some sort, you know? I could see their, their silhouette and their eyes as I'm standing there. I have you could three options. One option is run behind me, like maybe 10 feet and jump into the creek. The other one is cut through the woods to the left, try to make it to the bridge or the freeway, right? But they kind of road is kind of isolated. You know, there's, you have to run a good distance to make it to where there's safety. So I'm there and I said, well, in my mind, it's like I can go either way, those ways because whatever's here in front of me is going to chase me there. So I'm there and I'm and I'm looking, 
So the only thing I can do is is pray, you know? Uh, I, I start zoning out, start praying, do the Our Father, start saying the Our Father from, uh, within myself, and I start walking back the same way I traveled inside that path. As I'm walking, I'm seeing this, these figures. They're huge. They're looking at me. They, and as I'm walking past by them, they're moving their hair like this, like they follow me with their head because they're seeing me and I'm seeing them, but I'm not looking to the side. I'm just focused on walking right down the center. Uh, as I walk down the center, I pass the last two. I go around the, the bend, and as I'm going around the bend, I could feel the presence of them behind me, you know? And I didn't want to look back. So I kept on praying and praying. I, I said the old father that day, I would say like 10 times, you know? And I just kept on praying and praying. I wasn't thinking about fear. I just kept on praying, you know, of, of love and, 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 you know, keeping the love within myself. So as soon as I walked out of the wall line, even then I didn't turn back. I kept on praying. I, I went out through the park, kept on praying. I prayed all the way home. I, I never looked back. Uh, I made, I went home. I see my son. The first thing I did, took off my clothes, jumped in the shower. Took a quick shower because I believe what was there was, was something bad, you know, and I wanted to get whatever scent or whatever off of me, you know. And I went and I see my son asleep. My son was like five years old at the time. I give him a big hug. Uh, following day, you know, it's like I couldn't get it off my mind. So I went because I went, I went, I went back to the area, not thinking of what I've seen, but to see if there was any evidence that there was a woman there, you know. Uh, I went, me and my nephew went there into the area. And we just started flashing pictures of everything where I seen this, this these creatures, and we was taking pictures, random pictures, and uh, the sun was still out, and we didn't find no traces of the woman being there. Nothing of nothing, you know. I looked for tracks, you no, know, or and I couldn't find nothing. So I just went back, back to the house, but I, I stayed out of the area for a very long time after that, you know. Uh, then a uh, couple of years ago, uh, I heard about a dog man, you know, about the dog man. And that's what it reminded me of, you know, uh, in some form, like a werewolf, a dog man, they were huge. And I believe there was a pack of six. I don't know if when they were yelling or making this woman was to lure me in into the woods or if something else was happening, you know, or maybe it was mimicking because maybe... You know, if it was a pack, maybe there was a female there having a baby or something. I don't know about all that, but all I know is what I've seen. And like you say, you know, it could have been demonic also because I was a spiritualist. So at that time, I was leaning more to being like demonic in some kind of way because of what I've seen. But when then I started hearing uh, the encounters of the dog man, in which we had a separate encounter. Um, there was one day I was talking to my nephew about joining the military and uh we could see somebody picking over an SUV behind, uh, right beside our house to our neighbors. So we thought that somebody was trying to break in, in their vehicle. So as we went around the v SUV, we see somebody going out the, the back of their gate. And as we're looking down the street, we see something crawling on all fours. At first, I thought it was a like a dog. And I said, well, that's too big to be a dog. Maybe it's a deer. But it was didn't look like a deer, but it was huge. And it walked in on all fours. So we started walking on the opposite street. And it's not... To, to, it's probably like maybe 50 yards in between the lot, right, to the other street. So I was walking down. We're seeing it because there's lights right there. And he stood up on on his on his feet. He stood up, 
and it was tall. It was massive. It was grayish. His uh, his legs were curved, kind of like a werewolf of sort, and it was just humongous. I'm talking about eight to nine feet tall, just huge. Wow! So it it takes off on us, and it's not running with moving his hands like a person, nothing. It's run, just using his legs, and it's is the legs so massive. We could see, I could see, I had the side view of it, and it's actually like bouncing and taking long a long stride but it's got like a like a bounce and a long stride to how it's running and we t- take a running to try to get a closer look on the, on our side of the street but it moves so fast that it just left us behind you know but we actually seen it in, in full form for i would say 200 yards or not 200 yards like 150 yards from from going in between the the mobile home down the road and he, it took form all the way there. So, which when I heard about the dog man, I said, well, maybe it's a dog man also, because you know what I see, it might've been two different beings, you know, because I seen it in, in his full figure in the flesh. So when I heard about the people having a, uh, this dog man encounters, I started kind of listening to it. The only thing about that is what was new to me of, both incidents is that they didn't attack me while I was in the wall line, all six of them. I know it's because I was praying or when we seen this dog man running down the street, he didn't try to come after us. He was trying to go away from us. But like I said, I always stay spiritually grounded. So it's a toss up whether it's either spiritual or like I said, he could probably manifest and turn into, into flesh also. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, when we talk about this, it reminds me of a story within the Bible about Sinai, where there's an area where they get people get tortured. They're called unclean spirits, where their flesh gets torn off and it comes back on and they go through the constant punishment over and over. It kind of reminds me of what, what a, a skinwalker can do or a shapeshifter or, or what in that kind of way, you know, that the, the, the flesh could be there just temporarily. And now, now to the story of these people, uh, you know the, what I was uh, what I was seeing is this uh, this unclean this the shadow things that were jumping from mobile home to mobile home. So what started happening? People started dying around my neighborhood, and I would see the shadows go to their houses. You know, uh, there was a lady behind me. There was a German lady. She passed away in her bed. Uh, there was a, a guy living in an RV beside my, uh, one of my neighbors. He passed away in his mobile home. Uh, old lady further up the street. She died in a corner house in her bed. The lady across, the German lady, she died sitting down on the couch. Uh, and there was uh, another another person that had died uh, also in his bed. But before that, all that happened, there was this man that had moved into the park. Uh, his brother had died. They had found his brother dead in the bed. So uh, his uh, in, on his... Uh, will the he gave the mobile home to his brother so the following year the, the the guy that received the home he died in the same bed also they found him in the same bed so what that was what's weird about it is all these people were dying and they were finding him dead in their beds and i believe he was dealing with this shadow things that maybe might have sucked their energy out of them or something you know that, that that's the only there were so many that died within like two months, two two or three months. A lot of people just sit right there where I live. They passed away in that manner. 
See, that's what I was going to ask you what the time span was with all these deaths. You said it was only a few months? Two, Two months. months. That's incredible. Did anybody else think that was odd? Uh, you know what? This, the mobile home park is pretty big, so some people don't really look into it. And then my neighbor that was real nice to us, she died also in her house. She also died there in her house. So wow. I think the count was pretty high. There was one time of an incident that happened where there was like six squad car uh, cops and they were chasing supposedly somebody. <laughs> so there was going from the wall line to wall line. Uh, they never caught it. I believe they were, sh- uh, they were actually chasing one of these shadow things. And I, I know they knew something was, wasn't right because after that, they wouldn't, when they would come to, to our park, they stay away from the park area and they stay away from the wall line. So, you know, if somebody experienced something like that, they said the story of what they witnessed and they passed along. So they stay away from that area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cops aren't immune to these things either, you know? Exactly. Uh, but yes, I believe he had to do with a lot of deaths. I'll give you a couple of more examples of those deaths. Uh, I believe they could, you know, if they're, they could possess people, actually go into people and make them do things. There was uh, one day I was walking. As I was walking, there was this man on the opposite street of the freeway. He was walking and I was walking on the other side. And you no, know, I was walking and he was walking. Next thing I know, he fell to the ground. So he's falling down by the ground near the bridge as he, as, as he fell down to the ground. I see something lift him up and drop him on the ground. You know, he got lifted up and dropped to the ground, like slammed on the ground. So I get to the bridge on the opposite side and I'm looking at him. He's just laying down on the rail, you know? So I look at him and I cross the street to the other side of the, of the bridge and I'm looking at him. So, sir, do you need help? Do you need help? And he's looking at me and I'm there. Do you need help? And then he gets up and he starts stumbling. He comes real slow towards me. And as I'm in the middle of the bridge, he comes to me and he looks at me and he says, Next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. And I said, sir, do you need help, sir? And he it says, looks at me and he says, next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. So right there, I knew that something wasn't right with him. You know, yeah. I mean, he got slammed hard on the ground. So I was like, come on, sir, let me help you out. Let me, I, I try to, you know, I'm maintaining my love. Come on, sir, let me help you out. Come on, follow me, sir. And, and he starts following me and he keeps on repeating himself. Next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. So I'll take him to this uh, family dollar that was there in the corner. And I took him inside the family dollar. He went up to the girl on the register and he says, looks at her. What's your name? And she said, she said her name. And he said, next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. Right. So I go get a water. Uh, I get the water and I start praying for for the water to bless it. And I open it up from here, sir, drink some water. So he drinks the water. And next thing you know, he's back to normal. And he never told me his name or nothing, but he's talking real talkative. And he said, hey, hey, thank you, young gentleman, for buying me this water. But he don't remember me helping him on the bridge or taking him to safety. Uh, and I believe he was attacked yeah. by one of these shadow spirits. Yeah, I absolutely I believe agree. that 100%. Uh, there was a uh, a house that blew up where the family of three died. As of lately, recently, the most current thing that happened is... Uh, a vehicle ran into the gas station and blew up the gas station. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's this unseen force. But one of the things that have been happening like in the past month uh, within my family is one of my nephews, the one that got to see the the dog man or shapeshifter running down the street with me. He got spiritually attacked. That He started hallucinating. Uh, he started seeing things. Not hallucinating. Seeing things. He said some woman came to him. 
And she just smiles at him and looks at him. And I said, where do you see this woman? This is coming from the park. So he's acting all, uh, the same thing that was happening, was happening to him. So I went with him one day uh, and I put the video on Positive Spiritualist. It's in there because I recorded it at nighttime. I went there and I could hear a lot of movement. I couldn't see nothing because he was the one being afflicted by it. And he was telling me, pointing. And on his camera, you could see, I could see where he was following something. You could see it through his camera, but I couldn't see it physically through my through my eyes but he was you could see it through his camera that he was actually following something on his camera you know you could see it within his camera uh so he was you know praying and i told him to take authority or to tell it to go away all this but uh, my nephew he's continued to get spiritually attacked and right now he's in jail uh this is what happened he went to a store now, I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, he's, he's not on no drugs or nothing. He went to the store, and like I said, he'd be struggling. He'd be getting spiritually attacked at a daily basis in which he changes. He becomes a different person. Went to the store without a shirt, and he was going to buy a beer and a pack of cigarettes. They told him they was not going to serve him. So he just grabbed the cigarettes. He went and grabbed the cigarette behind the counter, grabbed the beer, and he took off. So the cops caught him and arrested him. But my nephew was never like that, you know. So he has changed dramatically in a month. That I believe he's being attacked in the same way that the the man on the bridge got spiritually attacked. But I believe he's in a safe place being in jail because. But like you say, you know, the spirits can go through walls. They can they can travel, so they can still be upon him. You know, I'm I'm kind of worried about him. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the one that got to witness. The one that was like a werewolf, like that he actually witnessed it. Uh, I seen how he would attack him, as it was attacking him. He t- he would keep on saying, "You're not part of my generation, you're not part of my blood." He kept on telling me that my nephew, but I I don't believe it was my nephew saying that. It was what whatever was within him. So I just kept on, uh, you know, I continue to keep him in prayer every day. But he's in jail right now. Wow, that you you've had some incredible encounters, man, throughout your life. That's incredible. Uh and and uh he lives in the area where all this activity is happening. Yeah. That's why I know he got spiritually attacked. Right now I live in Temple, Texas, but he still lives in my old house in that area. Uh and he's he's the one that's been getting spiritually attacked. I, I went there to help him. Uh like I said, there's a video where we we're actually at the park, he don't have a shirt, you know. So he don't have his shirt on, but we're at the park and we're, we're, we're trying to fight. And, and in a video towards the end, he's asking something, a question, and you could hear something there. You could hear like a growl of sort, like something growled in the video. Wow. But, you know, if you want to check it out, I got a positive spiritualist. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a dark video because it's at nighttime. And it's, my nephew has been going through through a lot in the past month. He was he was he had plans to go to college. He was already enrolled to go to college, and then from one day to another, he started acting strange. He started acting not himself. He went all the way to Four Hood. There's another example of what happened to him. He went to Four Hood to the gates of Four Hood, and he said he wants to speak. He wanted to speak to President Donald Trump, <laughs> right? Really? And he and they arrest him. They arrest him there at the at the Four Hood, and it's like. He's not the same. It's like it's, it's he's being spiritually attacked that he it enters him and it control is controlling him in that manner. Yeah, he's getting like possessed. The, 
Exactly. Yeah. And I wish I could go talk to the people of the police station uh, and show them that video of how it's been, what the things that happened to but I don't know if they're going to believe me, you know, and most likely they're not because they're not, they're just doing their job. Yeah. Even if they did believe and you. And I think that's why one of the reasons that there's a lot of crime in that, in that town is because it's unseen, unclean spirits or shadow spirits or attacking people that's making them do things that they don't want to do. The crime rate there is very high. There's somebody that dies almost every day. Something happens every day there. Somebody dies every day, you know? So I believe there's, they're running a rat, a wild, just causing all kinds of havoc there. That's why I had to move. Like I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it no more. You know, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, Abe, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of these things with us. Uh, your Facebook group is Positive Spiritualist, right? Positive Spiritualist. Uh, it's open to the public. Whoever wants to join in, the, in and you, what you'll find there, you know, you'll find some uh, a little bit of different of me. You'll find the spiritual side of me where I'm uh, saying things in prayer, talking about, about love. You find some pictures, some word pictures in there that I took when when I created the group, uh, when all the things were happening to me, when I was getting dropped to the ground. You, you're probably going to find pictures there that I've taken that look warped or you'll find something within the pictures. And, you know, there's some videos of certain areas that I went there where you could actually see some activity within the video, within the videos as, as I'm there by myself, you know. Uh, but yes, my, my site is Positive Spiritualist. And there's a little bit of everything there, you know, for whoever is going through something spiritually uh, or something that you might not understand, you know, I can help you out. You know, I've been through this. I've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I've seen so many different scenarios, whether it be demonic, whether it be spirits, whether it be whether whether it be. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I said demonic, you know, I had an incident, a demonic incident, when I was 16 years old. Um, I was talking to some of my female friends. I know time is running short, so I'll make it quick. Make it quick. Uh, they were like in a trance of some sort, like time had stopped. And there's this individual that's in front of me that looks like a friend of mine, but I know it's not him. And he tells me that there's two paths and one path I already know, but the other path I could have whatever I want in this world, but I have to go his, his path. And I choose God. When I choose God, this, whatever it is, it, it starts screaming and it starts acting weird. And I start saying the, our father is acting weird. He says, Right now, I cannot win. Uh, There's going to be a day that God's not going to be with you, and I'm going to win. And as it takes off, it just disappears in thin air, and it smells like sulfur. So, yes, I've dealt with all kinds of different beings or even people who are like warlocks, uh, witches, uh, you name it, voodoo. I've experienced it all throughout my life, but that's that's my path. You know, that's what I – since I was small to now, that's that's what's been in my path, and I just – go through the obstacle after obstacle and, and maintain my heavenly love within myself. No matter what the case is, I always maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually had uh, an experience with a warlock myself and it, it can be interesting just to put that way. But uh, yes. I really appreciate you coming on man tonight and sharing these stories because people got to know that this stuff is real. This stuff is very real and it's okay to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's real. You know, uh, I'll tell you, if, if whoever studies the Bible or studied the Bible, if Lucifer bows down to God and we are doing God's work uh, through heavenly love, then 
the negativity bows down to us also. And if we say for it to leave, it leaves because we have that authority through love and the light, the heavenly light. And we have that approval, you know, the, the spiritual blessings that to do this kind of things, this kind of works kind of like the medicine woman. She had that kind of authority because she was doing good works and God was blessing her. And we all get blessed in some kind of way or another. Yeah. Uh, but to anybody that does this works, whether cryptos or whatever, you know, uh, always uh, prepare yourself for whatever the case might be. But the main thing, do not be afraid and maintain love in your heart at all times. Just remember this, always maintain love because that's the key that's going to get you into safety. You try to do anything else through hatred, anger, it's not going to work, especially if it's spiritual. Uh, if it's spiritual and it's something bad, it's going to attack you. So it's just best to maintain love within yourself. And if you go through an that's so bad, start praying. You know, and it's going to get you to safety. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, I think we'll end on that note. Maintain love in your heart. That's a good message to maintain. Yes, sir. So thanks, man, for coming on here. I appreciate it for having me on. And uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, hearing the, 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 the final product. Absolutely. I'll let you know. Definitely let you know when it's up. Yeah, but blessed evening. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. And I want you guys to come and join us on Facebook at the Confessionals fan page and also join the Confessionals fan group on Facebook. Engage in the conversation because I think this week's interview is one of those interviews that you can really talk about and build ideas off of and engage in conversation. So please come and join us there. That's the Confessionals Facebook page and the Confessionals fan group. But until next week, take care, friends. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I'm a king of rock. There is none higher. Some of MCs to call me sire. To vote my kingdom, you must use fire. I won't stop rock until I retire. Now we rock the party.
What's going on, guys? I want to make this video quick before I head into work. I had a great interview with Rocky Elmore last night. He's an author of a book um, on foot talking about his experiences on the Border Patrol. Anyways, I wanted to let you know that, you know, just a year ago, I wouldn't have done that interview. I would have been too nervous. I would have been too shy, thinking I couldn't do something. Listen, here's the thing, guys. Like... <clears throat> Your actions have to meet your one, you know, and if you're not willing to put the work in, then you're never going to reach your goals. I mean, for instance, I'm going into work right now. One day I'm going to be making these videos from a home studio because that's what I do full time. Uh, and it will happen because I'm willing to put the work in. And are you willing to put the work in for your dreams, whether it's, you know, beard stuff, uh, podcasting, vlogging, you know, crafts, whatever your thing is, are you willing to put the work in to do that? Because if you're not, it's never going to happen. But if you're willing to put the work in and work hard for it, it's only a matter of time. Wait for time to catch up to you.